Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me on this journey through time and space to those halcyon days when every weekend started with a trip to the vocal video store is Ariel. Hi. Matilda. Hello. And the ghost with the most, babe, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies, how are you doing? Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm alive. The, I like the, the scale of convincing to not convincing at all. That <laughs> all right. Well, what have you guys been up to? What, what's been going on? What's new? What's the haps, as the cool kids say? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've gotten to see each other, which yeah. has been fun. Th- yes. That is true. <laughs> Since the last time we talked on this podcast, we have seen each other. We've which all is seen, incredible. I mean, well, not Ariel and Sarah, but everybody yeah, else. We missed each other. You're right. This is the most zombie girls interaction we've had in years. Yes. <laughs> and it totally did my heart good. For sure. It yeah, really did. Really did. We got to somehow get us all in one room. That's, that's the next step. We've taken steps. The last time I think we were all together was when we the very first time when we all went to brunch that one time i think so yeah yep. holy shit that was so <laughs> that was ago. that was when i yeah. first joined the cast that was yeah. like a whole different hair color ago like <laughs> <laughs> that is wild so yeah uh matilda you and i went and stayed with sarah for the weekend mm-hmm. harassed her super tried to fun. steal her cats <laughs> Hey, you know, if you're serious about it, we'll talk to his owner. <laughs> the only thing, hesitation I had, because I was like, do I just put him in the car? Was that there's a kid involved. I don't want to steal some kid's pet. Oh, that, yeah. That but, yeah. But, here, but here's my thing. Here's my thing. The cat was, the cat has been trapped in our garage overnight. The cat has been in our apartment multiple times overnight. He's never once been like, hey, have you seen my cat? Hmm. Mm. Gotcha. I don't love that. That's how we ended up right? with our last cat. <laughs> I mean, the person didn't tell me, but I witnessed it while creeping through my window. I was like, that's my cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I think my dad is passive aggressively fighting back against my mom or doing shit, weird shit to annoy her. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. So, cat's over there right, right now helping pack up the shit on the counters. But my mom has this wall hang in their office that is a group of trees, right? And it's this metal thing that she decided it was this really pretty brass. She decided to paint it white. Oh, no. But now, and I know it's my dad, stuck plastic deer on the wall <laughs> underneath so they're grazing in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> so you take after your dad is what I'm hearing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well and then the other thing is that we all we all got to see Ariel. Yeah. yeah. I got to make it down right. to California for a couple weeks and I got to go hang out with Rachel and Matilda. It was great. It was really, really nice. Because it had been Gosh, over a year and a half since we had seen each other, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way too freaking long, man. Way too <laughs> long. Yeah. I agree. 
all right, 2022 goals, all of us in the same room. I know we had plans to go to Vegas and all this stuff, but I think think I'm going to reduce my expectations. If we could just physically be in the same space, that would be that would be a goal. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yep, but not Vegas probably for a while because uh, a town full of people who are ready to roll the dice is maybe not where I want to be during a pandemic. (laughs) Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're they're a little too comfortable with gambling. Yeah. 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 Their their risk tolerance is a little higher than I like. But man, I'm ready for a Vegas buffet. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Okay, anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's hear let, uh, let's hear from Ariel. Uh, you've been here, so I don't know if you've had... But you were home for, like, at least two weeks since we last recorded. Any neighborhood shenanigans we need to know about? No, not any neighborhood shenanigans. Okay. And, <laughs> and my dad's neighborhood is a very boring suburb, so nothing right. interesting happened there. I mean, that either, is where you got actually stumped really... inside your own bedroom so it's a different vibe (laughs) a little bit different (laughs) but at the airport in oakland oh god (laughs) i (laughs) it was packed the southwest terminal was insane and i got stuck in this never-ending line and was sort of adopted by this group of women who were standing in front of me they kept insisting that i be part of their conversation and (laughs) <laughs> I, I enjoy that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. you do, you freaking extrovert. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were very nice and, and they were fun. But before we got up to the counter to like check our bags, one of their friends ran up who was running late. And she comes up and she's all out of breath and she goes on telling this story. And I don't know if she didn't notice that they were including me in this group. I was standing there with them. But she just started talking about how she was with her boyfriend the night before and they went to this friend's house and they started having sex in the other room and then more people came to the house and slowly people started joining them. What? What is what is your law of attraction? I swear to I God. I don't know. And Everywhere she was very detailed go, about dance it. Off, dance off. I, I don't understand. <laughs> At least this time it was secondhand, you know? Okay, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I didn't actually witness it. I just got told in great detail about it. And were they going home to your zip code? No, we were not people? on the same flight. Okay. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were secondary. going to Vegas. <laughs> Did they have uh, I honk my PT Cruiser horn for public sex? <laughs> 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 on their <laughs> No? Okay. No. <laughs> it was no. worth a shot. <laughs> <laughs> it would have explained a lot, though. <laughs> oh, my God, Ariel. You can't go anywhere. I know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, thank you guys for not sharing stuff with me all the time. Sometimes I appreciate that. <laughs> You're not constantly bombarding me with sex stories. It's awesome. <laughs> well, ever since I checked that link for you, which I did on my home computer Girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> with all my uh, antivirus and everything turned on I've been getting dick pill <gasps> no. text messages oh no Sarah I'm so sorry you've been infected <laughs> oh my goodness I mean I, I want to say I'm surprised but I'm not surprised I'm surprised it's just dick pills yeah good point I mean you it would could need be worse, dick pills to take part in all the activity that goes on. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> like, they're doing you a solid, literally. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird how the data follows you, and sometimes it's scary accurate, and sometimes you're like, "Oh, I can, I can see the matrix." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ooh. yeah definitely. Creepy. Okay. Cool. So let's talk about what we're going to be reviewing today. We have a very unique. Let's say unique set of uh, movies that we're going to be talking about today. (laughs) Dolls from 1986 and Dr. Giggles from 1992. And I know what you're thinking. (laughs) Huh? But it makes sense. It makes sense. Ariel, make it make sense, please. (laughs) Okay. So I was trying to think about what we were going to watch for this episode. And I had this idea that's sort of been in the back of my head for a while about how Growing up, we all spent a lot of time in video stores, and one of the things that has sort of loomed large in my memory are certain VHS covers of movies that I always really wanted to see, but for whatever reason, didn't get to. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, probably because my mom didn't like horror movies and wouldn't let me rent them, and my dad used to do this thing at our local like little independent video rental place where the guy who owned it would keep those books on his counter, like the Siskel and Ebert one and the Leonard Moulton one. And if he looked it up and it had a bad review, he'd be like, no, we're not going to rent that. Oh, <laughs> Which really? is kind of hilarious. It's Whoa. sort of hilarious because my dad watches Anaconda like every year. So right. I don't know what. Yeah. But it meant that there were some movies that I've always thought about and just have never gone back to watching them. So the first one that I was originally thinking about was actually The Dentist 2 because it has that iconic cover where it's a woman with her mouth open screaming and instead of teeth, there are razor blades stuck into her gum line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought about that one. And so funny thing, I was actually at home at my dad's house visiting when I was trying to think of what movies we were going to watch for this episode. And I told him which ones I was thinking about. And he looked at me and he was like, Ariel, you cannot Make your friends watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the unsung hero of the zombie girls. <laughs> Papa Ariel. <laughs> yeah. He was like, it's going to be so terrible. They're never going to want to talk to you again. <laughs> so instead, I picked two other terrible movies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sort of kidding. Uh, uh, but I did go ahead and watch The Dentist too to see if he was right. And? He was right. Oh, no. <laughs> because while I appreciate a cheesy, campy, bad movie, if it's fun, The Dentist 2 is boring and there's hardly any kills in it at oh. all. And Rachel in particular would have hated me because it is nonstop dental drilling oh. sounds. Isn't that a Corbin Burnson film? Yeah. It sure is. The one saving grace of that movie is at the very end, he gets shot in the face a bunch of times with a nail gun, and then you see him driving away, cackling maniacally while he pulls nails out of his head. Okay. (laughs) Nice. Can I just get a clip of that, please? Yeah, because that's all you need, really, I swear. Oh, my God. I do think the worst sound on the wor- in the world, even worse than eating, and we all know how I feel about eating noises, mm-hmm. yeah. is a fucking drill. Yeah, you never. Oh, you would have yeah. kicked me off the podcast. It would have been done. <laughs> sounds make me angry. Drill sounds make me shiver in horror. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I can feel it in my spine just thinking about it. It's so barbaric. Modern. Why is modern dentistry still so barbaric? Why are we awake? I know. No other procedure like that would we be awake for. But they're like, we're going to put power tools and 
drill holes in your teeth. You should be wide fucking away from that. <laughs> right, and like, why are you upset? You can always do like my wife and do sedation dentistry, get all your work done in one shot, and you know. That's what I need to do. Come home and ostrich face plant into the couch. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I gotta do that, because I mean, I don't know, is it that they want to hold eye contact with you while they're shoving power tools in your mouth? That's, that's the other thing is they're so like in your face i just feel like my eyes pleading with them make it fucking stop and they want to be conversational when they have stuff yeah, wedged why? in your mouth yeah i think it's like a weird sort of ongoing joke with dentists right they shove your mouth full of stuff and then they start a conversation the last time i was at the dentist i fell asleep while he was drilling my teeth it doesn't what? bother me at all <laughs> i just put what? on a podcast and listen to it close my eyes and i just drifted right off Wow. I freaked out a uh, dental hygienist in training. She was doing impressions on me and learning how to do them. And she's like, hey, I'm Sarah. This is me. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> and I, I fell asleep because I have sleep apnea. I oh, fell asleep uh-huh. and mid-snore stopped breathing. Oh, oh no. Geez. Oh, <laughs> That would be terrifying if you were a dental student. <laughs> all, all I heard was a doctor... Literally, like, grab my shirt, go, wake up, wake up. I'm like, what? Huh? What happened? (laughs) That's scary. This is a superpower I wish I had to sleep at the dentist. There is, like, a death grip with both my hands and my glutes the entire time I'm getting dental work. And the steady stream of tears where I'm like, just ignore me. Like, I'm so sorry. I don't have any of that. Right there with the whole time I involuntarily my I I try to make it stop, but my feet just go the whole time. Yeah. Involuntarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm horrified the whole time. And I am high as fuck oh, yeah. on, <laughs> on the laughing gas. Yes. Because I, I had to give you my dentist name. I was like, he'll give you the gas. Like yes, he does. Well, Which is helpful because then you mallet. can't see you can't see what's going in. It's also a physical yeah. barrier, so I don't have to yeah. see the tools. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I've never even been offered last laughing gas. Oh, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't go dentist. to someone that didn't offer it. It's absolutely Randy had never had it either. And I and then, yeah. then he had it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, like, changed. You, you, you don't go back. <laughs> but then maybe you wouldn't even care, Ariel, because you're not freaked out by it. I just yeah, yeah. I, I can't I cannot imagine not having it. Okay. Well now I'm extra glad I get that I cleaning. didn't pick that movie. With a cleaning, I oh, guess. Yeah, wow. same. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I get okay. I, the the dental hygienist is very judgmental, but I don't care. <laughs> In every other area of my life, I will avoid conflict or judgment at all costs, except for in the dentist's office, where I am caring as fuck about, <laughs> about the laughing gas specifically. Everything. She's like, do you really need it? I'm like, yes, I really need it. She's like, do you really need it? I'm like, yes, bitch, put Give it on. fucking gas. <laughs> I'm like practically reaching around trying to turn it up myself. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Fong, don't play with that, but uh, it's the one one place in my life where I am such an asshole. I don't care. I don't care. I will not be shamed. You can attempt, but it's impossible to shame me when it comes to laughing gas. I know. I tried it without one time, and um, my jaw clenched in a, like, locked. Yeah. Oof. And they had to, like, try to get it open for the rest of the cleaning. So, yeah, I need it. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the how you would never take the cough medicine with codeine. And I was like, babe, 
<laughs> you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> you have to. Like, it's not, it doesn't get you high. It just makes you no. stop coughing. It's the only thing that really works. Yeah. And I, you were like, I don't want people to think that I'm there recreationally. I was like, you have a cough. It's <laughs> 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 not a bore. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like uh, when I got my knee surgery. The thing was, is like it wasn't even anything heavy. It was, it was tramadol. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. had fifty fucking questions from the pharmacist. I'm like, just give me my fucking pills, ladies. Like I've been going to this pharmacy, this pharmacy for the entire time I've lived in Fresno for almost ten years at that point, and I'm like. You, you're really gonna give me shit over yeah, like some will. tramadol? <laughs> uh-huh. I got fucking knee surgery, bitch. <laughs> and it's like five days worth of tramadol, so it was like fifteen tramadol oh, or, God. or twenty tramadol or yeah. something like that. It was not like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, the dentist. Thank you for ma- not making us watch that. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So things. Those are things we have not been watching. Let's talk about what we have been watching. Ariel. What have you been watching aside from The Dentist 2? So I watched Werewolf Within, finally. Okay. Rachel's been recommending this to me for a while. And this falls into the, like, this movie was made for you. So fingers crossed. Yes. I did not lead you astray. (laughs) No, this movie was 100% made for me. (laughs) It's essentially essentially a horror comedy where it's a parlor mystery Uh with werewolves. Characters and, and yeah, full of weird, quirky characters in a small town. It's everything I love in one movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. I love this movie. It's one of the most enjoyable movie experiences I've had all year. It's so fun. I love all of the weirdo characters in this town. Everybody's mm-hmm. such a fucking weirdo. It's great. Yes. But everybody, even though they're not all likable, you still want to watch them, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. Oh, it's it's so good. The central mystery is really interesting. The werewolf parts are fun. I would highly, highly recommend this movie. I think it's great. After this and what was that other one? Wolf of Snow Hollow? Yeah. I feel like the universe has tuned in to what I want out of a werewolf movie and they just keep giving it to me. So I expect another one next year, universe. Just keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing that I've been watching is American Horror Stories. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Plural. <laughs> How are these? I'm super curious so, about them. a little hit or miss, mm-hmm. I would say. Okay. So which I kind series. of expected. <laughs> yeah. It's an anthology series from the same people that make American Horror Story, which also can be a little hit or miss sometimes. Yeah. So that's what I was expecting. I know that a lot of people liked the first two episodes of the show. I didn't. I thought the characters were kind of insufferable, and I didn't really yes. enjoy it very much. Oh, you agree, Sarah? Well, I, I only saw the first episode and was just like, I'm bored, and these yeah. people are pissing me off. Yes, 100%. Both episodes are like that. It doesn't get any better, other than there are some more deaths that are kind of fun to watch. So I wasn't sold on it, but I was like, I'm going to give it another try because I do really like American Horror Story, even though it has its problems. I enjoy that show. So I watched the third episode, and the third one is about a sort of cursed horror movie that is being shown Ooh, at that. a drive-in. Yeah, so it's a great premise. It's That one, I was hooked. I thought that one was really fun, really enjoyable. So I really like that. There is another one that has Billy Lord playing a woman who's trying to get pregnant and there's some sort of demon pregnancy stuff that happens. And that one also I would recommend. I can't remember what the name of that episode is. I want to say it's episode five. And it was also really good, I thought, and has a fun twist to it. Oh, wait, there's another one about Christmas. 
And I didn't like this one as much because it's about these social media stars that are supposed to kind of be like those brothers, you know, it was really annoying. Yes. Thank you. They're supposed to be kind of like that. But Danny Trejo plays a mall Santa in this one. So (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of worth watching just for that. Yeah, it's it's pretty enjoyable, too. I forgot that one. Yeah, that's actually now we're getting into good, like a, a fairly decent for an anthology kind of territory. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, at least check out those three episodes if you're interested. And yeah, that's about all I've seen lately. Awesome. How about you, Tilly? What have you been watching? Well, on the anthology theme, I watched Phobias on yeah. Hulu. Did anyone else watch this? No, not no. yet. It also is a little uneven. As you might expect. And the the central premise is pretty like, yeah, 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 just get to the next one. But the thing that I took away is that the final film has Macy Gray in it. And she is oh. fantastic. Really? Oh, wow. that's interesting. And she should, I mean, I love her as a singer and yeah. like as a human. And having her, she's actually great in this. And all of the reviews of this said the same thing. So it's not just me and my Macy Gray fandom thinking so. Okay. Yeah, um, I was I was just going to say that. I did read a review of it. The first line of it was, Macy Gray needs to be in more things. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I mean, so just for that one, I would say give it a shot. Okay. Yeah. Just And it's it's quick. Right, it's quick, it's on Hulu, it's easy to find. Just her piece is great. I also watched In the Earth, which is the new Ben Wheatley. Yeah, I'm very interested in this one. I don't even know what to say other than I need need other people to watch this so we can talk about it. Oh, wow, okay. (laughs) There's a lot in here. There's a lot in here and it's a lot of different things. And so I just, I just need to talk about it. (laughs) When, 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 when somebody in the world, one of you guys watches it, please let me know so we can discuss. You probably saw on our little rating system thing, I tried to rate it and I was like, I can't rate it. (laughs) I don't even, I don't even know what to say. So is it really surrealistic? Yes and no. Oh, interesting. In parts, yes. Okay. (laughs) It Um, defies explanation, huh? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. I felt like someone reached into my brain and did a little damage, maybe. Oh. Awesome. How about you, Sarah? What have you been watching? Okay, so I finally finished the Fear Street trilogy, which was really good. Great. Oh, good. Uh, I'm glad you liked I, that. I, I enjoyed it, and I like how it, it is kind of left that there could be more to follow up. Oh, I think there's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Other thing I've been watching that's horror-related is uh, I watched the second half of the three, well, each one of them is like three and a half hours of the documentary In Search of Darkness, so In Search of Darkness 2. The original In Search of Darkness I liked because it kind of starts at, I'd say, 1979 and goes to about 1991. Mm-hmm. in its you know uh look of 80s horror and yeah they touch the big boys jason and michael and and but they also touch movies that are definitely remembered really fondly like you know they they talk about the fog they talk about night of the creeps they mm-hmm. talk about night of the comet they you know so yeah i really enjoyed that and then the second one 
kind of goes year by year and breaks down a bunch of different films. Like, they talk about the Italian influence in horror. And they kind of hit on the different sub-genres that aren't just the big boy slashers. Okay. So, yeah, that so that one's really nice. And some of the more quirky movies, too. And even they talk about some that are like, yeah, this is what happens when somebody who doesn't know anything about what makes a good slasher movie... And what makes a good horror movie uh-huh. throws their cards down and, and, and hopes to score a full house. And, you know, it's like, yep. He's like, so <laughs> don't bother watching that one. You know, it's like, oh, I look forward to that. I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. So uh, on to what I've been reading. Okay. Read the Final Girl, Girl Support Group by yep. Grady Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Me too. Which mm-hmm. I liked it for what it was, but I was kind of disappointed because when I started reading about it, it was like, these girls need to band together to find out who's trying to pick them off. It's and not it's like, that. no, it's that's not it's not that at all. Nope, it's not that. Nope. Oh, I'm only three hours in. So uh-huh. once we hit a certain spot, when a certain character shows up and I'm like, oh, yeah, this this person's behind it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Is that obvious? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. yeah, I is it worth me finishing though? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I mean so. it's it, it's it's a good read. It's a it's it's a fun story. It's just that okay. like it just it, I think I, it got a little overhyped a little bit. Gotcha. Okay, so temper my expectations. I think the world building is really cool. I think the nods to classic horror films mm-hmm. that we love is, are really cool. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I think main character <laughs> she oh good i'm she, not the only yeah, person yeah no, you, were, you were very right she's you were very right she's very one note yes and we've all met that person that no yes. matter how much they try and do the right thing it comes out wrong yes mm-hmm. that Which is a trope is, i really dislike where you know whatever decision they're making at some point you're like okay so that's the wrong choice because they just made it uh-huh. it was right. like what i think about lost I always think about the Kate character and how I really wanted her to be an awesome female lead. But basically, whatever she did, you're like, oh, so that's the wrong choice. Because it always she was always wrong. And that's the same thing with Lynette. Every choice she makes is wrong. And every time she's like, I figured out the killer. You're like, dude, there's 16 hours after this book. That ain't the freaking killer. <laughs> and it's just like her making wrong choice after wrong choice after wrong choice. I think the final beats of the book really work. And I think they... There's some degree to where a lot of that is all servicing kind of an end goal. But in the reading, it's not that enjoyable. Yeah. I would have preferred to follow Danny. Yeah. Through the journey. Yeah. I think Danny would have would have been better for it. I would have been, been a better character to follow. Heather. You know what I mean? Yeah. Messy ass Heather would have been awesome. I would have yeah. been down for somebody with an internal life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, yeah. level of Bella Swan to this that's like yes. a little tough. Oh, yes. Uh huh. I mean, like I can't hear her talk about her fern anymore. Enough with the fucking fern and shoes. I can't <laughs> hear her talk about any time she moves. It is the most pain the she's most ever been in. Pain. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. that is very true. Heather is so interesting, especially when mm-hmm. you find out the thing that happens at the end with her, and you're like, oh, I like this little sort of nod to supernatural stuff that. Yeah. It's like subtle, but yeah. it's there. I mean, I and would be into Chrissy. <laughs> Chris, I was just going to say yeah. Chrissy. Chrissy's like the most interesting character yeah. out there. Yeah. And. Mm. Yeah. Lynette's probably, honestly, out of all of them, Lynette and Marilyn are the two that I'm like, good, good, good. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah, I mean that that being said, Ariel, there is entertainment value to it. I think you just okay. have to temper your expectations and I think people were losing it, especially like on the Discord yeah. and stuff. I was like, "Oh, I need to I need to put my really good book on pause to read this." Yeah, right. And I just the whole That's time I kept I being like, "I want to <laughs> go back to my other book, but I got to uh, power through." Yeah, cuz I've heard it called a game changer in horror no. and all this stuff and I'm no. like, no. 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 I mean, no. It's, I mean, tr- I like Grady Hendrix, but I think this is kind of a ongoing problem. There's a little bit of this in my best friend's Exorcism and Horror Store. Every character is pretty much the same character. Every gotcha. lead character. Oh, is that true? A little bit. I haven't read anything else. Mhm. But but I think his world building is really fun. Mm-hmm. In my best friend's exorcism, there's this whole thing about these bodybuilders to come to your school to preach Christianity. They're like terrified. I remember books. those guys. Yes. I mean, that kind of stuff is fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, I, I, I don't I don't want to stop anybody from reading it because I do think, like I said, I think it's very entertaining. Just don't expect it to be well, a game changer or like women banding together. Because it's yeah. not that. It's her like getting okay. hung up on a lot by people. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, aren't they aren't they turning this into like a prime series or yeah. something? Yeah, Charlize yeah. Theron is doing it. Wow. Which honestly, wow. I think there is really interesting better. source material that mm-hmm. if she could add some internal life to Lynette and have a really cool cast of women in it, it could be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the other thing I've been reading, well, turns out there's like 13 or 15 of these collections, but I read Crossed, (laughs) Crossed volumes one through five, Okay, which if you've never heard of this, the original story is by Garth Ennis, who also does does The Boys. Yeah, and Hmm. Preacher. Yeah, and this is what happens when a sort of zombie, well, I wouldn't call it, it's more like a rage plague starts but everybody that's infected has these cross-shaped rashes across their face and it basically brings you down to your most primal instinct and just distorts it so the first one it you get a you get a good hang of the world the second one sort of microcosms on one person and her family and how fucked everything is and that one was super fucking disturbing because there's a lot of incest going on, rape and incest throughout the whole thing. Yikes. Okay. And there's there's a lot of drawings of naked people with like full page spreads and these things with pictures of like the cross and what they're doing, wearing human skin and, you know, having sex with animals and eating babies and just yeah, it it's <laughs> it's it's fucking like you know the shit I'm into and I was yeah. fucking disturbed. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's really saying something then. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the art for this show. and I think anything that can disturb Sarah is probably not for me. And, uh, yeah, this doesn't look like super Your woman jam. friendly. <laughs> I'm just going to put this uh, cover here in the chat for you guys. One of them is this dude who used to run a party store and then the plague happened and he went and he basically kidnapped this mom who used to come into the party store that you know he's totally in love with it, that he's totally like stalking after he rescues her and kind of uses that leverage to basically to rape her and then she gets oh. attacked by the cross and what he ends up doing is uh 
basically using this other group of survivors that he finds to, so he can get her back. But the only part of her he can get back is her disembodied boob. Yeah, that oh. based because on the they pictures basic, I'm looking because, at, that because they they basically correct. fucked her to a pulp. Okay, yeah, I think uh, I'm good I'm on out. this one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot of titties and blood is what I'm seeing on all the pictures I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, well, I'm kind of curious to see what else happens, and then I'm really kind of not like I said that that second volume called Family Values. It, this the story on that one is like religious asshole becomes even bigger religious asshole and then it just goes from there <laughs> to which i say godspeed sarah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like kind of curious and i was so i did a little googling and uh yeah yeah oh there's a picture of children sawing a man in half from the anus down that's yes that's yes interesting yeah I love you, Sarah, but I think you're alone on this island. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is uh what I just posted is uh one of the scenes in Family Values. Okay. Oh no. No, no, no. no. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. All right. Okay. We've seen it. I'm get I'll I'll, <laughs> yep, I'll uh, yep. get rid of it now. Yep, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you much. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Ah. Okay, cool. So sounds like you've been busy. I've watched a few things myself. I watched, first of all, I watched The Forever Purge. And as we all know, I'm a huge fan of this franchise. So I was very yes. excited to check this one out. Normally, it's our 4th of July weekend adventure. But yeah, damn you, COVID, taking another thing away from me. Anyways, all right. So love this franchise. It's all the things that I love about cheesy B-movies mashed up with political and cultural critique. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, and previous movies have talked about race, class, poverty, blurring the line between church and state, religion as patriotism. Uh, and this one turns the purge lens on the border, which feels like a natural progression, right? Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it starts with this family sneaking across the border uh, and making a life here, contributing paying taxes, all that good stuff, and what purge night looks like for them. And then it takes a look at what happens when some folks take grievance politics to justify a coup and year-round violence. (laughs) So once again, pretty... uh, Topical. Topical, and (laughs) considering it was probably started before January, the production started before January, uh you know, prophetic. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I think that this is another really good entry in the franchise. It doesn't totally nail everything. It's probably not my favorite, but it's somewhere in the middle, I would say. For instance, one of the heroes of the movie says he's not racist, but he also believes in separation between Mexicans and white people, which I'm like, that would make him a separatist. Okay. So, you know, and I don't I don't know that we get proper resolution around that character's arc. I, I kind of got the sense that you were supposed to watch them fighting alongside this family and recognizing common humanity. And they do to some degree, but I don't feel like we ever revisit in a, in a way that is explicit enough for my liking so this is a place where i think it kind of misses i don't know how much he has changed despite his circumstances uh being very changed by the end of the movie Mm. 
Yeah. But in other places, I think it's really, really smart in terms of its criticism. I think the whole idea around how the people who joined the Forever Purge are so fired up by the rhetoric of the NFF, but that they ultimately end up turning on them and it gets out of control and that all feels very on point and yeah, yeah, (laughs) very accurate. And, you know, well, at the same time, I think there's some other stuff, like there's a beat at the end about dreamers that is a little on the nose and eye rolly, but I think this movie definitely has its heart in the right place, which is a big part of what I like about these movies. This one, as opposed to previous ones, is more focused on the interpersonal drama, with the exception of maybe the first film, which is obviously a lot of interpersonal drama. And I, and I don't know how, exactly how I feel about this, because I love the almost sort of carnival horror show aspect of the series. And this one right. doesn't have quite as much of that. It's a lot more of them talking and not enough creepy costumes for my liking but still (laughs) i think this one is a really good entry if you like the purge series if you are in on the purge series you're gonna have a good time okay cool awesome yeah sounds good Uh, another sequel i watched uh was a quiet place Two. has anybody else seen this one I've been hoarding it. Okay. I need to watch it. Yeah. Still well, haven't seen the first one. We're now it. in the end game, the girl. One. You got to get into it. I know, I know. No, Sarah, <laughs> I love the first one too, so much that I've been kind of like, uh, I, just yeah. go for it. Just pull the trigger. Yeah. We got, there's a lot of stuff to watch left. <laughs> Ariel, or Sarah, did you say you never saw the first one? I never saw the first one. What? Wild. I saw about five episodes of the American version of The Office. Absolutely fucking hated that show. And. When John Krasinski <laughs> was in it, I was like, fuck that bastard. I don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> well, he's nothing like his character, Jim. Yeah, he could I mean, not be it's... any different than Jim. Yeah. He's very, very different. I would say my one advice to you is to watch it when Kat is not home. Only because you have to. She talked to the whole thing? Yes. And it is oh, essential the devil, that there's she no appear. She just arrived. Well, tell her she's not allowed to watch Quiet Place with you. Okay. <laughs> or a quiet place too. <laughs> I'll watch it on my phone and tell her I'm watching uh hoof GP videos. There you go. Gross. Perfect. Okay, so <laughs> this one picks up basically I'm gonna try to stay away from spoilers for your sake, Sarah. Uh this one picks up basically where the last one left off and then cuts okay. back to the day of the invasion. And Oh nice. Yes. And then cuts back again to the present day and sort of the aftermath of the things that happened at the end of the previous film, literally right there, where the person's gotcha. still standing there, having done oh. the thing. Like that oh, type of okay. cutback, right? And I think if you loved the first one, which I did, oh, there is a lot of what you loved about this movie, that movie in this one. It doesn't have the same super, super intense degree of tension, but there is a lot of really great sort of monster tension scenes in this. Awesome. And that opening flashback of the invasion day is chef's kiss, dude. It is awesome. It's one of those life is normal, idyllic. Cause I mean, it's like a very bucolic kind of film mm-hmm. and it, you are seeing that very Norman Rockwell lifestyle that they lead. And then shit goes down and it goes down fast, fast. Gotcha. It's, it's, oh, that sounds good. It's awesome. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. My, okay. I'm excited in terms of, things that didn't work maybe i i don't know that emily blunt gets to shine in the way that i would have liked in this one which is kind of a bummer however reagan really does kind of get to take the star role in this and be kind of badass and awesome which is cool yeah that's great you get to see a lot more of what the world is like which 
it's in some places is great and some places is maybe not as great and there's a beat at the end with the rare person of color in the movie the sole person of color in the movie that is kind of a problematic horror trope uh, i'm not going to tell you what it is because you know i don't want to spoil an important plot beat in the movie but you'll know when That's you see too it bad. Mm. you'll know when you see it <laughs> okay <laughs> overall i'm just gonna cut this short because i do I, I do think sarah you should definitely watch these movies i know you don't like jim but he is very on jim he's yeah. the anti-jim in this but overall i don't think there are enough good monster movies good to great monster movies in the world i think we could use a whole lot more of them and this definitely falls into that court category of good to great monster movies so yeah check it out the monsters' heads continue to be very upsetting to me. <laughs> very, very, very upsetting. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's a lot of it because they know the thing that they didn't know in the first one. Right. So you see a lot more of that. Oh, so, cool. But that's cool, you know. And yeah, I, I, it definitely sets up a third one. I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, I kind of think I know where it's going to go, but you never mm-hmm. know. You never know. Yeah. Plus, Killian, yeah. I love Killian Murphy, and he's he's pretty great in this. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And then I saw one other thing. I watched episode five of Lovecraft Country last night. Oh my God. It is why I was up till 4 a.m. because I was not going to bed until I finished that episode. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing it's fucking great. Yeah. The problem is. I'm so interested in Ruby now. Everything else is just like, yeah, yeah get off my screen. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Whenever yeah. they yep. would cut back to Letty and Atticus, I was like, bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because Letty is far more boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ruby I is very, where it's at. I was very yeah. invested in that story for four episodes. And mm-hmm. then this episode comes along and all the stuff that happens with Ruby and all the stuff that happens with Ruby's man. <laughs> man <laughs> is so interesting that it, yeah. it just kind of ruined the rest of the show for me. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> I mean not to the point where I'm not going to continue because obviously I'm going to continue but holy shit that ending the, yeah I mean I think that's the best the episode end, of the whole series I'm just like I, I I I can't believe what I just saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I also can't oh, this is an interesting this adds an interesting dynamic to these characters. And yeah. what is that gonna mean moving forward? Wait, so episode five, was that the one where she gets the job at the department store? Yes. It's the body horror. It uh, and that transformation yeah. scene. Yes. And when she's in the alley and it's just falling off her body. Yeah, it's so good. It's incredible. Some of the CGI stuff of it, I'm just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And it's fine. It's not bad. It's just not when it's just flaps of skin falling off. That is yeah. where the money is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, this you were correct. This episode was for me. Yay, I'm so glad. I knew it would get you back in because I think you had stopped right before this, right? Yeah, it was the Temple of Doom. The Indiana Jones episode. Which was great and really fun. But I honestly, now I see what I was missing. I think I'm just not that interested in Atticus and Letty. They're perfectly fine, but they're not super compelling. And the mystery is interesting, but it feels weirdly backburnered. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but this is much more interesting. But the right? Ruby stuff. I mean, first of all, oh my god, I love her so much. Love her, love her in everything, in every way. And I thought she was going to be much more of a side character. So to see her moving towards the center stage, I'm like, hello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess my question to you guys is: 
is the rest of the season going to be a down let down after are they going to once again shuffle her off to the side or is she going to move? She gets more stuff, but that's definitely her episode. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. she's but definitely... we do see we do see more of her. Yeah. And more of this plot line with her mm-hmm. and the other person. Okay. Okay, that's what I need to know. Am I just going to be watching Angry Atticus I mean... try to, to <laughs> try to like, you know, solve a there is some of puzzle that, yes. with the, you know, do a cryptogram. I'm just like bored. Yeah. Bored. And there's one episode that's set so that's set completely, I think, in Korea. I, that's I just feel like we're him. leading into that because yeah. he just called yeah. her. Okay. Yeah. Then that's probably the next episode. And okay. then I th- there's later, there's an episode, another episode that Rachel, I think you will love that's okay. about okay. another minor, quote unquote, minor character. Are, are you talking about the one that we'll say takes place out of time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think God. that's also a Rachel oh, episode. Jesus, that one. Yeah. That one. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. So thank you for pushing me to continue because that episode was excellent. Oh, you, I'm so you know glad. Me well. You know me well, my friend. I'm so glad. You're <laughs> such a good horror sommelier. And so it's I'm, it makes me happy that we could recommend something Yay! that you like. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. That's what I've been watching. Let's take a quick break. And then we will get into our VHS cover memory again (laughs) all right (laughs) and i there are opinions to be had (laughs) (laughs) okay and we're back we're gonna be talking about dolls and then we're gonna be talking about dr giggly's but before we do that (laughs) sarah can you please remind our listeners in case they are or for those people who are here for the first time uh how do we handle spoils around here we spoil the shit out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> we sure do. All right. But you, you've had at least 30 years to watch these movies, so no excuses. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Grown-ass people are, like, having kids, grown grandkids and whatnot. You've had time. You've had time. All right. So let's start <laughs> with Dolls. Now, this was directed by one Stuart Gordon, which I thought was very exciting. But that is as far as I know background-wise. Sarah, tell me about Dolls. Well, I couldn't really find a whole lot of background. But it, like you said, it was directed by Stuart Gordon. And it was produced by Charles Band and Brian Usna. Which, if that name sounds familiar, it's because he directed Society, Bride of Reanimator, and Return of the Living Dead 3. Didn't he also do that weird alien sex movie? Or they're like getting the aliens pregnant prod? Or something? Uh, he might have. I I don't remember. Jody got me to watch that movie. <laughs> I was like, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, and of course, we all know Charles Band, most famously the uh, Full Moon Productions, yes. uh, Puppet Master, mm-hmm. and you know all all, all those films. But uh, this was under Band's Empire Pictures label. It grossed three point five million on, worldwide on a budget uh-huh. of two million. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 62% score. Okay. And apparently, Stuart Gordon, at one point in time, wanted to do a sequel. And the sequel had... Well, you know, I'll I'll explain the sequel once we go through the movie. Oh, okay. 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 But obviously, that never happened. That's okay. That is. Yeah. My understanding was that this also kind of kicked off the whole killer doll craze at Full Moon Features. All of the Puppet Master, all that stuff came as a result of this movie. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Matilda, why don't you lay that synopsis on us? 
All right, so brief synopsis. A storm forces a young girl, her father, and stepmother to seek refuge in a, the house of strangers who turn out to be an elderly doll maker and his wife. They're soon joined by a nervous businessman and a pair of ruthless punks he picked up on the road. But as the group settles in for the night, their refuge becomes a nightmare. Ooh, spooky doings <laughs> of fun. <laughs> All right, so Ariel, you selected this here movie film. <laughs> what did you think of Dolls? So I actually really liked this movie. I mean, it's not fantastic, but I thought it was really fun. I think that it's campy and kind of joyful. I loved, I might be the only one, but I actually loved some of the sort of corny puns and one-liners in this movie. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> I loved the sort of stereotypical 80s yuppies that the parents were. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty enjoyable. I think all the characters are pretty fun. And then there's great practical effects, too, Yeah, in this one. So in the very beginning, you get to see the little girl's teddy bear come to life in her imagination, and that was great. And mm -hmm. the stepmom, her eye hanging out of her head was awesome mm -hmm. where the like the dad character wakes up and he turns her over and her face is half gone and her eyeballs just hang in there. Mm -hmm. The dad's transformation into a doll. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> when his like cheeks cheekbones start expanding and yeah, I thought that or was when really all the dolls fun. get broken and they have all the little creatures inside yes. them. Yes. Yeah. I, I needed more of that. What was yeah. going on there? That was I agree. Well I thought great. they were people, right? Oh, yeah, I didn't see sense. like a little a little uh, blurp with uh, Stuart Gordon and uh, the lady who played Rosemary, Carolyn Purdy Gordon, is his wife. Oh, and she's really? been in, in, in a number of uh, other of his movies. Oh. But he was saying that her death was actually the hardest to film because they basically has the most dolls. And it's not like, you know, all kind of like, you know, wait, did that just move? Did that, you know? So when the punk rocker Isabel gets dragged off, you don't really see the dolls dragging her off and you only see, you know, one doll attacking her at a time. But this one has all the dolls attacking it at one shot. And apparently she wanted to do the whole stunt and he absolutely refused. And so she was she was mad because they got a male stunt man oh, to do the, <laughs> to oh, do the stunt. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I yeah, I thought all the practical effects were really fun and really charming. And I think when all of the dolls are attacking the stepmom, it's just it's silly and really fun. And I actually don't know why my dad didn't ever rent this one for me. So on the cover of it, it's like a little girl kind of doll looking thing holding up two eyeballs. And she sort of has half of her face as a skull. And I was always very intrigued by that cover. And I kind of feel like this would be a good starter horror film for kids, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. there's nothing too scary about it. Although I mm -hmm. suppose it could possibly give some kids nightmares because you literally have these toys in your bedroom every night. But I still think it's so mild in so many ways. And there's a little girl at the heart of it that it would, you know, it'd be a good little kid horror movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it has a very like uh, extended episode of Creep Show kind of feeling yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah, it totally in does. a way See, that makes me think it would be good. Gory Scooby Doo. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's right. That. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How about you, Sarah? What did you think of this? And this one's fun. I'm and actually, I, the funny thing was, is like I had seen it maybe six months ago because oh, I was rando. like, man, I 
you know, I saw it, I saw it and was like, I'd forgotten about that movie, but the cover art for it is so striking. It sticks out in your mind. I yeah. mean, it's definitely one of those things, you know, a lot of horror documentaries from like the eighties like to do is they like to do montages of VHS covers. And like my eye finds that one immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely has that quality. I had a lot of fun with this one. There were a few things that Kat and I were both laughing about because it was like when the, the old couple takes the stepmom and dad and is like, here's their room. And the dad's like, there's only one bed. Where's she? Gonna, where's the daughter going to sleep? But they're like, oh, she's going to be uh, down the hall. They're like, oh, OK. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> just let your let your kid wander off with an old man and some, you know, middle aged white dude <laughs> in a big manner. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's like, if that was me, that'd be like, no, no, no. You know what? We're, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep on the floor. She can sleep in the bed. We'll, we'll figure something out, you know. But To be fair, those parents did not give one shit about that little yeah. kid. No, no, no. no, no. They threw on, her honestly, teddy bear so no. that they could, I know. you know, they'd well, go well, I mean, faster it's, it's without it. It's pretty much implied that the, only, that the only reason why she's there is because the father doesn't want to pay child support. It's the only reason he has custody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then everybody blaming Ralph for... Oh, Ralph. <laughs> I know, poor Ralph. What'd you do to her? <laughs> <laughs> you guys know who uh, Isabel is, right, though? No. What her claim to fame is? No. no. Bunty Bailey was a dancer and a model, and you might be familiar with her work as the girl in AHA's Take On Me. Oh. Oh, oh that's wild. Yeah. I can see it now. (laughs) That's nuts. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't realize that. Bunty Bailey. That's crazy. Awesome. All right. How about you, Matilda? What did you think of this movie? I thought this was fun and very watchable. Like I said, it felt like an extended creep show episode to me. Mm -hmm. um, In that it was horror that wasn't tremendously scary but the practical effects were really fun like you talked about I loved the way the dolls looked when they started to break apart and there was that kind of gooey gray yeah person in there or when all the Mm -hmm. doll heads would move at once on the shelves like yeah I like when their expressions change too yeah yeah and can we talk about when when Bunty Bailey when her sidekick finds her as she's holding, the, she's her eyes fall out of her head, and she picks them up and looks up, and she's got the doll face. Yes, and the, that was my favorite. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome. Yeah, that reveal was one of my favorite things, and I just and I also was reminded in watching this that it's a trope we had a lot in the late '80s of the rich bitch being like mm-hmm. such a thing from central casting. This harsh, I don't like children. Rich bitch, right. kind of. Like full yeah, Cruella totally. DeVille vibes. Full Cruella it's DeVille. My money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about I it. I kind of loved her to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was very into the degree of camp she brought to the whole proceeding. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, and we'll talk about it with the next one, but both of these have evil stepmothers that I was like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, that was mm-hmm. such a thing in the 80s when people were so oh, in God, a panic about a divorce. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I didn't think the second stepmother was so much evil until that scene in the bedroom, but we'll talk about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was fun. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I have to admit, I did not have super high hopes going into this. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw Charles Band, and then I saw Stuart Gordon, and uh, I was like, yes, this movie has my attention. As much as I'm like the no fun, I hate bad movies person on the podcast, I do have a soft spot for full moon features because 
they were a staple of my sort of horror upbringing, right? They sure. totally were, because they had the best covers and the best stupid premises, and they weren't so intense that they weren't good for a group of 12-year-old girls, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. when you say, like, this is good gateway horror, the answer to that question is correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah. I loved all of those, like, puppet masters, subspecies, transfers, all that stuff were definitely uh, hot ticket items in the in the slumber party circuit. So... This has a lot of that vibe and charm that made those fun is definitely present here. And uh, as soon as I saw that giant teddy bear, I was like, oh, we are in business. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah, it's such a good introduction. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, because it wasn't just that it was absurd, but then it went gruesome places. Yes. And I was like, okay, this is going to be fun because I think you need to have that sort of silly bloody aspect like those things go together right Mm -hmm. yeah you can't Mm -hmm. just have one if it's just silly well that's no fun uh that being said this is still cheesy as hell (laughs) (laughs) and it is it is my dream gory scooby-doo kind of situation Mm -hmm. i don't know i was weirdly charmed by this movie more so than i had expected Mm -hmm. yeah I think it also has some really creepy ass moments in it, especially if I had seen this when I was 12. Oh, yeah. The deaths are pretty gruesome. The grinning dolls or the glowering dolls when they got angry were really creepy. When they, they really were. When they turn on Ralph, when he like steps on one of the dolls and they're all their faces are like, Bleh. it was genuinely unsettled (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. that's what i'm saying i think it could be a movie that would give you nightmares or freak you out when you were a little kid and i think when you're a little kid but i think at about 10 11 12 this would be a good one yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure i mean this feels like one that an older sibling would torture their younger sibling with yeah right like the 12 year old (laughs) would be like come here eight year old sister or brother let's watch a movie about toys also did this movie inspire toy toy story i don't know it's the whole thing about they come to life when you're asleep and toys are very uh-huh. loyal that's all very toy story i would mm-hmm. not be surprised. right it's like upsetting velveteen rabbit yeah 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 well, it's like the Lloyd Kaufman film Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where it's like filmed at ground level of a woman roller skating around a pool and this big pool party, going, Hollywood pool party going on. That scene is almost shot for shot in Boogie Nights. Really? Yeah. Oh, look at that Boogie Nights lifting from Mother's Day. <laughs> we did not see coming. <laughs> yeah. What else? Let's see. Oh, God. The punk girls. If we ever start an, uh, at a thrift store for, you know, another venue to go along with our, our pastry and, and coffee shop, it has got to be called Antiques and Antiques. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why that delighted me so much. I but know. I, I it was cracked so funny. up at that. They were great. Antiques. <laughs> and, okay, so Carrie Lorraine plays Judy Bauer, who is our sort of main little girl. And mm-hmm. she definitely has 80s precocious child actoritis but she has a few comedic lines in here that i think she really manages to land her comic timing is not terrible yeah yeah there's a part where she's walking with ralph and he's asking her what should we do where do we go and she's like i'm seven (laughs) 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 yeah 
yeah, that's actually a really good li- re- you know line read. She was really <laughs> surprisingly, ultimately kind of enjoyable as your little lead main child actor character, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah, I was not she didn't expecting. see it up too much. When I saw her you know? in the back seat, I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, especially because she has that '80s kid affectation of of speaking. Yes, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which and is like, not she my might, mom. She might be mom, thirty, but also, I can't tell. <laughs> well, she looks like a baby Elijah Wood in a wig. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought <laughs> no, that. Hundred percent. She looks like baby Elijah Wood and the creepiest character from Big Bang Theory, the like sexual predator character. I don't remember his name. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Oh, Wallowitz? Yes. She looks like if Elijah, baby Elijah Woods <laughs> and Wallowitz had a baby and put it in a wig. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see it? That being said, I still thought she was pretty good. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I liked the camp of this. It's so campy, like with the old people that are like, come into our house and eat our disgusting soup and we make <laughs> toys. And <laughs> but I, oh, I don't know. The was, dark and stormy oh, night of it all just weirdly worked for me. Yeah. I was not expecting And then when Ralph was like, this. you witch. And, and she's like, how did he know? <laughs> I, know. I, I <laughs> kind of loved them. They were I don't know. Right? Yeah. yeah. They were great. This is a weird place in my heart for horror that I didn't really realize existed still. Uh-huh. I was very surprised by this. The Oh, my God. The score. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect from someone named Fuzby Morse? But, uh, yeah. What? It was um, carnival-esque. <laughs> I don't even really know. Uh-huh. Corny as fuck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if we were going to pick cozy horror, this would make the list. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then the absolutely. ending just cracked me up. It's like, oh, yeah, your your dad left a note. He he said he's sending you back to your mom. Don't try and follow him. He's changing his name. And, uh, oh, yeah, Ralph is going to take you back to your mom. And, oh, and they took the girls with them. Oh, P.S. Right. <laughs> 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 it's like talking talk about wrapping it up in a pretty bow i know <laughs> and then the ralph and the little girl walk off hand in hand and she's like do you and then she's talking about her marrying her mother like i think well, you really like my mom okay so that goes back to the sequel that's that gordon wanted to, oh, to okay. do okay and in the sequel the the story would would follow uh, judy and ralph back to boston and ralph would eventually end up marrying judy's mom and then one day Judy receives a box from England, and it's uh, Gabriel and Hillary, the doll makers, as dolls. Oh, Whoa. okay, I'm in. I'm I in. I want to see yeah. that. Yeah, unfortunately, oh, so it never lame. happened. But yeah, I would totally be in, into that. Yeah, and I would love to actually Bummer. see an update of this movie. I think that mm-hmm. they could be a lot of fun with that. It'd be a lot of fun to do. Yeah, but with the practical effects and puppetry. Yeah, of you got to keep they, the practical effects. No CGI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when, when they were sawing at Rosemary's foot, uh-huh. the blade was actually sharper than it was supposed to oh, be. Oh, no! Oh, shit. <laughs> so they actually ended up cutting her. Oh, oh shit. no. This is where you're glad the director is your hu- the actor's husband, because otherwise that would be bad news. <laughs> A lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine Tarantino? Roll with it. Roll with it. I mean, right. he would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, the answer is yes, I can imagine that. Very yeah. much so. <laughs> <laughs> this looks so realistic. Let's keep it. Come on. You know what this made me also think about, and I think if these people remade it would be great, was the Mortuary Collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it does have a similar vibe. Because I was it. like, when yeah. you said remake, I was like, uh, could they could they capture the magic? I feel like horror is so serious now. Or it's like, 
you know, pretty broad comedy. But this is just sort of the silly camp that I doesn't really mm-hmm. exist. And then I thought of, you know, Clancy Brown and the prosthetics being like right. very mysterious in his mortuary office. And I'm like, wait, no, no, there is there is still a small part of horror that this could fall into. And if someone like that made it, I think it could be a really fun way to update it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that the little through line in Mortuary Collection definitely has that same campy vibe. Yeah. yeah. Bring back camp. Not right. Yeah. I mean, well done, camp, please. Not mm-hmm. just well, yeah. I mean <laughs> of course. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 here for it. Maybe this is maybe this will be the trend moving forward. We all need some joy in our life. And like horror is too reflective of reality, or reality is too reflective <laughs> of horror right now. <laughs> we yeah. need some camp in our lives. We need a full moon features assaults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think their ginger yeah. dead man versus the evil bong is going to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I think you're missing out there. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what I said about camp being good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm just happy this one was so enjoyable because after watching The Dentist 2, this was the next one that I oh, watched and I was like, scared. oh, God. Yeah, I was like, what if I'm just ruining everyone's day? So <laughs> how how does the, the inner child Ariel feel about finally, like, did yeah, this I feel cover good about live it. up to what you've been imagining while wanting to rent it at your local blockbuster? So I think had I seen this as a kid, I would have loved it. In my head, I thought it was going to be a little uh, darker just mm-hmm, because of the cover. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I don't really care because I love how charming and campy it was. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Awesome. I'm pretty happy with this one. All right. See, dreams are coming true today. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts about dolls before we move on to the doctor? <laughs> Dr. G. Eigels. I'm a little more nervous about this one. <laughs> That's his name, right? <laughs> Dr. G. Iglase. Right? No? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. I think you got that pr- pronunciation pretty close. <laughs> sure, something like that. Yeah! Well, in that case, let's move on to Dr. Giggles. Now, this is uh, from 1992, directed by Manny Koto. Ariel, tell me about this here movie film. Okay, so this was a Dark Horse entertainment movie, and you guys probably know of them because they brought us The Mask, Hellboy, Sin City, The 300... And a crap ton of other movies. But before they did any of that, they made Dr. Giggles. It was their first movie (laughs) they ever made. (laughs) Get outside. (laughs) So they actually released two issues of a Dr. Giggles comic book that coincided with the release of this movie. I kind of want to read them just because I... (laughs) Yeah, I know. So that is Dark Horse Comics Dark Horse. Yep. Okay, because when Mm -hmm. we saw it, that was the conjecture, but I didn't actually go to the internet and look it up. Yep, that's them. (laughs) So it was directed, like you said, by Manny Cotto, who also co-wrote the script. And he has since gone on to write... Do a, he did a little bit more directing, but he's done a lot of writing yeah. for Star Trek Enterprise, Dexter 24, The Exorcist TV show, and then both American Horror Story and the new American Horror Stories show we were talking about wow, earlier. Wow, full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the script was also co-written by a guy named Graham Whiffler. And the movie that he wanted is actually super different than what ended up being on screen. I guess his original script was 
quite different. And the only things that really remained the same were the character names and the fact that surgery would be involved. Okay. So almost nothing. But was there a <laughs> lot of recording <laughs> in his version? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. Okay. Um, so in 2005, Whiffler actually turned his original Mr. Giggle script into a horror movie that he directed, which is called either Neighborhood Watch or Deadly End, I guess, depending on where you find it. Mm. And I'm going to read you the synopsis of this one so you can just see how different it is. So it says, Bob and Wendy have just moved to a quiet street in a new town and look forward to starting their new life. An intense and hulking next-door neighbor, Adrian, seems friendly but hides a dark secret. Inside his home, Adrian lives in pure madness, practicing self-mutilation and harboring a love for poisons. Whoa. Bob and Wendy will soon learn, soon learn what true fear really is. So really different. Yeah, I give that yeah. Oh, yeah. out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good, though. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound bad. It's just so different from what we ended up with that it's it's kind of strange. Yeah. So Whiffler actually said, and this is according to Bloody Disgusting, that the producers of Dr. Giggles were so focused on wanting to create a franchise out of the movie that they he felt like they totally neutered the project because they were afraid to take any risks and ruin their chances of more films. For anybody yeah. who didn't know, there were no films, <laughs> more films. There's no <laughs> sequel. Oh, that's so. kind of surprising to me. I thought there was a Dr. Giggles out there, but maybe it was the dentist too, and I was just blending. Yeah. I yeah. think probably that's what happened because yeah, they they never made a sequel. That's wild. Um, to to uh, duel, could you imagine going to the summer and and uh, dueling horror film sequels by uh, former LA Law actors? <laughs> oh my god, that's true. You're they were both right. LA Law. Oh my god, so it'd be weird. like the, the Jason versus Freddy, but LA Law. <laughs> And then, like, Harry <laughs> Hamlin would show up as, like, Clash of the Titans guy. Perseus would jump <laughs> into the fray. <laughs> oh, the dentist and Dr. Giggles meet Perseus <laughs> coming to a theater this summer. I'm just uh, imagining a knockoff version of Mortal Kombat with that. And, like, <laughs> we'd have to use, like, what was his name? Bubo, the owl to fight. It'd be great. I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> Rachel, why do I oh know these God. things? Why are they in my head, Ariel? <laughs> like, I can't I remember what I had for breakfast. No, like Cat was reminding me of this whole day we spent together that is gone from my mind, but I know Boobo's name. Right? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm surprised you don't remember that because that that was the that was when we spent the night at your place. Yeah, I remember and we did, that. And we recorded we recorded like our our. 10th episode or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. The ten year, maybe the 10 year episode. I don't know. Right. right. <laughs> One or the other. Okay. We are rapidly but, uh, approaching 100. Okay. Yeah. We are in the 80, high 80s. <laughs> but you, but you had, you had a, um, you had a, uh, uh, wait a minute. Like a Did she wear my wig? The pink sort of, it's, this is like a pink bouffant. Yes. Kind of wig? It's coming. Yes. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, See, slowly it's coming yeah, back. And then, and then you guys, then you then <laughs> then you took her to an outlet, made her try on prom dresses. This oh my god, that sounds like so much fun. Definitely drug jogging some memories. <laughs> okay, it's still in there, which is a relief. Because <laughs> I was like, how do I not remember a wig? But I was picturing like a pink bob, and it was like not happening. But now that I know she was wearing one of my wigs, it's starting You're to like, like oh yeah, unlock the memory. It's yeah, coming back, y'all. 
my god, it's so like I'm like, am I? It's no- all coming back. Am I like to notebooking? Me. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> why don't I remember this? <laughs> but okay, notebooking. <laughs> I mean, it crossed my mind. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, oh, cool, geez. cool, cool, cool. Okay, so. <laughs> The original cut of this movie apparently had a ton more blood and gore, but the MPAA forced them to cut a ton of it out oh, so that they could shame. actually get an R rating. Yeah, unleash the Kodo cut. Well, you you remember? I mean, you you remember how the uh, late eighties, early nineties yes. were because from the from the Satanic Panic and slasher oh, backlash that it yeah. was like mm-hmm. you know they were, yeah. they were neutering movies left and right. Yeah, one of them, I can't remember which of the writers said that that was the problem, that everything, there was such a huge backlash and they unfortunately fell right into that spot where they were being overly sensitive to blood and gore. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, so it was filmed in Oregon, actually right near where I live. The fictional town of Moorhigh was actually mostly filmed in Portland. Key parts of the movie were filmed at Oaks Park Amu- or oaks amusement park which is in southeast portland and the creepy old house that the doctor grew up in was built actually built whole cloth by the crew oh wow in metzger oregon which i'd never heard about but apparently is like 40 minutes from where i live awesome and i will share a little bit more about that as we get to as we talk more about it Mm -hmm. but Oh, at one point, Ted Danson was actually considered for the lead role of Dr. Giggles. That is a very different movie with Becker in the lead. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and then um, both Jennifer Aniston and Ashley Judd and Ashley Judd auditioned for the role of Jennifer. Oh. <laughs> I could see Jennifer yeah. I could see Aniston. Ashley Judd. Oh, interesting. Because, see, I'm thinking like Leprechaun era. Jennifer oh, Aniston yeah. makes sense. Yeah, before the sure. job. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I can see her being like, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Giggles opened number seven at the box office and it made $8.4 million. It was theatrical? So, yes. Yeah. Wild. It was. <laughs> that is yeah, wild. Yeah, I, I saw it in the theater. What? You did. You what? did. Oh, that's crazy. Holy shit. Oh, that's so cool. How was I, that experience? Uh, my, um, okay, so I'm just going to say I, I went to the movie theater it was playing. During high school, I had a buddy who worked at, at one of the theaters, and so like pretty much one of the only places to get privacy with my girlfriend was to go to a movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you were not paying attention to the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and 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 usually when, when like he was he, he'd actually like call me up and be like hey we sold no tickets to this movie you want to come down and see it oh i'd be sure. like i'm there <laughs> so that's that's how i ended up that's how i ended up seeing benny and june 19 times in one summer oh, oh my god <laughs> so you're the, the one that, that like drove up that box office <laughs> <laughs> holy shit dr so, giggles that's a weird mood piece that is a very strange background to what was going on with you and your girlfriend. <laughs> Young so, and horny, what can he say? <laughs> <laughs> the incessant giggling didn't ruin the mood, huh? Or the one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie was, you probably couldn't have guessed this, not loved by the critics at the time. <laughs> it is since 
found a tiny cult following, not a giant cult following, but it's a little just one. Sarah's ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it sadly has an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, broke double digits. I'm impressed. Yeah. So after it came out, two years later, Dark Horse would come out with their first smash hit, The Mask, with Jim Carrey. And no one would remember that they ever made Dr. Giggles again. That was basically the end of it. It has a weird, like, outsized cultural footprint, though. Because, like, the minute yeah. you said Dr. Giggles, I knew exactly what it you was. Know what it was. I could picture uh-huh. the VHS cover. Right. Like, it, it, it was a thing, even though it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe exactly. To people of a certain age who are... 40 years old. Um. (laughs) I see how you hedged there a little bit. (laughs) It's all right. It's all getting cut, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel. (laughs) All right. So I just wanted to share really quickly the tagline for this movie. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Was, sorry, the doctor is in, dot, 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 sane. Oh, the one I saw was... The doctor is out of his mind. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's essentially the same thing. (laughs) They're A, B in that thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Turns out they should have gone with C. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? Any other details? I have a couple more things I will share with you as we talk about it. Okay. Matilda, please do the synopsis (laughs) for us. All right. This town has a doctor. His name's Rendell. Stay away from his house. Because he's the doctor from hell. Oh, my God. (laughs) He killed all his patients, every last one, and cut out their hearts purely for fun. So in 1957, the town doctor of the town of Moorhigh is discovered to be killing his patients and cutting out their hearts in a crazed attempt to save his ailing wife. The town stones the doctor to death, but his young son mysteriously escapes. Years later, a teenage girl named Jennifer is struggling with a similar heart defect when the people around her start dying. Spooky. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spooky doing. So, Matilda, what did you think of Dr. Giggles? So, <laughs> <laughs> here's what I'll say. Matilda, um, or Ariel, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I will say, I had fun with this and it's definitely of a time like it's um the main character of dr giggles has clearly you know we know has like escapes from a psychiatric hospital at the beginning of this where he's been for years and clearly he's been in there just like watching rodney dangerfield movies for 30 years (laughs) uh because when he gets back to town to exact his revenge he is a one-liner machine of like tired doctor jokes yeah. Yeah. The one that made me laugh was like time to do what doctors do best. And then it's golf clubs. Golf. Me too. Yeah. I that one that in was my like notes. favorite of all of them. I was like, all right, all right, that's funny. <laughs> when he threw the heart and was like, have a heart, I was like, oh, oh God. Oh, it won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> but that all that to say, there was this kind of like Rodney Dangerfield meets horror movie meets 21 Jump Street quality to this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, you know, both with this one and the other one, I felt like my notes were like, this is like good horror junk food and it is very watchable. It is. Yes. I could see what was happening 
not just miles, but possibly like leagues away. <laughs> and also it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I feel like um, with these two, like we all had a really fun like sleepover at Teenage Ariel's house. Mm. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I will probably not be returning to Dr. Giggles. Sure. That's in the fair. future, but um, <laughs> but I found it very watchable. <laughs> nice. How about you, Sarah? How was it? How was this memory lane for you? Oh, it was fun. It was fun to see the the 90s fashion and the you know, like the, the guy with the backwards baseball cap and the oversized blazer oh, with his hoodie on God. underneath. And, you know, <laughs> it was it was good to see Glenn Quinn playing the same character he plays in everything. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I, you know, I never knew Holly Marie Piper did any Holly Holly Marie Combs did anything <laughs> other like than Piper. be Piper on on uh, <laughs> on Charm, but. I know, like, now she's, like, doing, like, like a lot of, like, production and writing stuff. Well, she but, was on Pretty uh-huh. Little Liars. She was, yeah, she was played weird because she was, like, a mom. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, yep. I'm so old. I know. It's, like, on Riverdale <laughs> where all the parents are stars from our youth. It's, it's so it's dark. Weird. It's such a yeah. grim spiral of, like, entropy. and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Sorry, my birthday's next month. I'm I'm on the struggle. <laughs> I'm forgetting shit. You're still, my birthday's you're still younger than me. What? You're still younger than me. That's, yeah, that is true. I guess I'll cling to that <laughs> sinking raft. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I did think of one other thing I loved about this. Okay, the title sequence is great. Oh my god! Yes. With the 1992 Agreed. CGI. Yes, with all the like cough <laughs> yes. drop blood. Drops going down the. It was like a um, horror meets inner space version of like the um, the schoolhouse rock where you digest a piece of cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh-huh. loved it. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be better than I thought." When we were watching the title <laughs> sequence, <laughs> prepare to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, this one I was I was not as charmed by this one. I have to be honest. I, okay. I felt it felt very long. Very, very, very long. I couldn't believe it was only an hour and 30 minutes because it felt like 100 hours and 30 minutes. That's not really fair. I mean, I just think it takes a really long time to get started. Once we Mm. get to the scene with the Hall of Mirrors, that is where the movie starts for me. They just have the stuff at the beginning. Like, I think you could practically cut from him escaping the mental institution to him seeing her in the window. Boom, we're in. Like, all I know we're padding body count, but like the killing of the two people of character or of color at the beginning could have gone. Uh-huh. Like, there, mm-hmm. There's a couple, like, because they're padding out the body count, there's a couple, there's just this very slow start. Um, and considering it's Oregon in the nine in the nineties in the early nineties, those were the only yeah. two people of color, <laughs> right? Exactly. So this one was harder for me. I will say that that mirror scene though is kind of amazing. We go from this yeah. weird corny slasher to this like surreal carnival German expressionism. I'm like, what is happening? But then, yes. then he pulls out the giant band-aid. I'm like, what is going on? It's, it's okay. Ouchless. It's loose. <laughs> That's another solid one-liner, I will say. That's a solid one-liner. Um, 
Yeah, I just this one felt a little bit like a chore to get through for me. I do think oh, there's some there it has some charm to it. I just wish it was 70 minutes long. <laughs> At 70 minutes, I think you have it does not wear out its welcome. Uh you could just really pack it in, just compress, compress, and then you would have probably like a fun little jaunt, but at, at 90 minutes, it's just there's just not enough there there for me. I will say the house being on top of a hospital was a real twist. <laughs> um, the matte painting, the worst matte painting I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like the it was like the bad wig of matte painting. I couldn't unsee it, and I was fucking dying. Well, I don't I don't necessarily know if the house was on top of a hospital per se, because I mean like. You know, a lot of old doctors did practice out of their out of their homes, like in the fifties. That wouldn't have been that big of a deal. That his basement was also his office. He probably but like the matte painting spruced it up, spruced it up, spruced it up later to you know once his wife died to do the operating room thing. But yeah, that that matte painting when he like goes through the door and then disappears and he turns the cop turns and looks down the hallway and there's <laughs> that matte painting. It was just you. I mean, yeah, that was that was great, yeah. but. No, like I, I actually had a had a thought while watching this when I was like, oh, the the hospital in the basement is in the Cosby Show. Cliff had his mm. practice in the basement. Uh huh. That takes a real yeah. sinister turn. In uh, it did. Context. It really did. <laughs> <laughs> Putting those two together, I'm all ew. Yeah. There is one scene though from this that I will ever unsee i think y'all know where i'm going with this and it would be the birth scene yes i love it yes. it was good first of all it makes no, no okay. fucking sense did they did he empty her out like a like <laughs> yes, like taxidermy? So. how does that work did he sew her in the back i don't understand but you know what it doesn't he, matter is Watching it like a turducken him, like what yes. is the situation <laughs> Yes, it's like it's like Kenny when he climbs up the the, yeah. the bus driver's vagina. I guess yes, <laughs> but I will never unsee someone cutting themselves out and then like the hands coming out and then mm-hmm. the giggling. I the movie is worth watching for that scene alone. Yeah, I totally I agree. agree. The thing is though is like I I kept waiting because I had this and this is like one of those Mandela effect things like. I kept waiting because I swear to God there was a scene when they were telling him about the when they're telling the younger cop about the 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 story that they had a that there was the scene where all the cops rush in and the doctor tries to fight it and as they're trying to break down the door he sticks the kid in the woman and stitches her up and then puts him puts her on her back and they don't and he gets shot. Oh, so you had like invented it. In your head. Or is there a Kodo cut out there? Right. Is there a cut that you saw? <laughs> is there yeah, a Dr. Giggles uncut? Cause or like director's cut? Because that might pull me back. Like if mm-hmm. it was it went it, it, it's Added a lot of like his face getting splattered with things. Um <laughs> right. which I wish I wish we could have seen more of the actual gruesome good stuff. The thing, yeah. though, that made me cringe the most in this whole movie was the condom in the toilet. I was going to say, oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Oh. So gross. With the and then especially when he picks it up out of the toilet yes. and it's leaking water uh, from the tip. Uh. This is, it's very of its time, though. Like, there is yes. a, a running sort of safe sex thing in this. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. every medical facility has a giant, like, AIDS sign in it. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the condoms. They're like, let's be unsafe. All that kind of stuff. Um, 
Yeah. I will say calling major shenanigans on the like, maybe she won't notice I'm not wearing a condom. For those of you out there who do not realize that, that is sexual assault. Don't fucking yeah. do that yeah. shit. I didn't I didn't think it was funny. I didn't like it. No. The the other creepy creepy part was him pulling out his his mom's lingerie for her. Thank you. Yeah, that was, that was just so, so weird. gross. Why does he want his like, girlfriend to wear his mother's lingerie? It's like it's so uh, yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, oh. And why so is she so on board with that? She just immediately puts it on. And it's not just his mother's lingerie. It's his mother's lingerie that she specifically bought for a romantic getaway with the dad. Yeah. That he stole. Yeah. It's super, super weird. <laughs> He's yeah. the worst. He, I When they were kissing, I was just like, I felt so bad for Ugh. her. Yeah. Although he, yeah. I looked, he has been like working steadily since the 90s. Oh, really? He really? Was, oh, good for yeah. him. Yeah. He was in like a, what's the motorcycle one that you watched all of, Matilda? Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Oh, yes. really? I think he was like in the Irish season. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. No, he, and he's 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 like the hey, it's that guy. Because when you see pictures of him older, you're like, hey, it's that right. guy. Right, right. <laughs> he looked familiar, but I had to see him older to like be like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. He's that guy. Yeah, like the the young cop is also a hey, it's that guy. Yeah, like uh-huh. he's right. He doesn't yes. have any real starring roles and stuff, but he's like in everything. Mm-hmm. So I maybe like this one a little bit less than dolls, but I liked it more than you did, Rachel. So this movie came out. (laughs) (laughs) That's a low bar, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) This movie came out when I think I was about eight or nine. And I remember seeing it in the video store a lot. And nobody would rent it for me. And (laughs) (laughs) there are multiple covers, I guess, for this movie. But the one I remember I put in the Google Doc where he's wearing that doctory thing with like the mirror on the forehead i don't know what that device is called but it has her face screaming in it and he's right. just you know got his like dead eyes and holding a scalpel and i was very intrigued by what was happening on the cover um so i thought as a kid that it was going to be really again i thought it was going to be really dark maybe i just thought all movies were going to be really dark but this movie is a whole lot sillier and the title probably should have given that away though but you I know mean, giggles in smart, the title but i had a lot of fun with this one too i thought that it was silly and it was sort of over the top and ridiculous but i thought it was enjoyable and kind of a fun watch and i know that you thought it dragged but i i didn't so much it's a very short movie and i just thought it was really (laughs) (laughs) are you sure that's true I feel like you've gotten to this point where you need everything to be 70 or 75 minutes. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I, I mean, I, I don't mind a nice tight. <laughs> don't get me wrong. If, if Most movies no. could be shorter. They could. No, if, 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 it's, if it's horror up its own ass, she's down for six and a half That's hours. Right. Well, I feel, That's yes, a good point. Because the thing you're there for is like kind of like the art house of it right is the slow you know what you're signing up for is like a slow kind of yeah thing. whereas this when something like this drags you really feel it because it should be tight it should be punchy and uh <laughs> it was snoozy in parts I'm like get to the killing oh my gosh okay well <laughs> i didn't feel that as much and i thought that it, i think it even starts out really fun yeah at, i mean the psychiatric hospital is ridiculous and 
all of the sort of screaming, laughing patients are ridiculous. But I did love the glass. I was like, mm. yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like, Ariel's gonna have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, you can't have a movie from the 80s or 90s that doesn't have cruelty towards people suffering from mental Absolutely. health. Absolutely, yeah, true. yeah. It's in- impossible to avoid, and the stupider the movie gets, the more that's probably true. Yeah. But luckily, that part's over really quickly. I did, however, really enjoy the two arms that he takes with him because they're so dumb looking it looks like those arms you get at spirit halloween you know Uh the ones uh he touches the admin with yes yes Yes. (laughs) like they're so bad looking that it it just that made me laugh and i know that you didn't like there were too many one-liners and you didn't like them but i thought some of them were actually pretty funny and it just was for sure very silly for sure and I even thought Larry Drake did a good job of Dr. Giggles. The fact that this man won multiple Emmys for L.A. Law is kind of astounding that then he chose to be in this movie at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, he also he was also Dark Man. Yeah. And honestly, honestly yes. if you've seen other things that he's been in, yeah, like he uh, he was a hell of an actor. And apparently mm-hmm. he had a really good career on on stage. But he doesn't have the movie star looks. He could have been. Yeah, that's true. He could have been an award-winning leading man from his chops. Mm-hmm. But he's doesn't look like he was yeah, chiseled from stone. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the self-surgery yeah. scene alone is pretty, pretty great. That was, yeah. that was pretty great. impressive. That was that was very good, and I liked the ridiculous fun gore. I mean, mm-hmm. the arms cut off in the beginning. Like I said, that's it's so silly. Um, oh, the through the mouth shot, you know, when he's. Yes, that is when the great. camera is that in the is back great. of the yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yes. So apparently, in order to do that shot, they built a whole mouth, uh-huh. like a big mouth, so they could put the camera at the back of it. And then they had Larry Drake, the actor, holding an extra large tongue depressor so that it would match the size of the mouth which well, is why the tongue depressor looked huge anyway right yes, it did but it was <laughs> like a what i was gonna say which is why it looked big because they didn't do the smart thing of like cutting from the smaller one when it's a close-up you know to of his hand then to in the mouth it being bigger but whatever either way i thought that shot was it was cool. good it was very little shop of horrors that shot yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, and like you were saying, the kid cutting his way out. I mean, that is super memorable. It's really fun. The bucket of hearts, the waiting room full of dead bodies that he's propped up. The cop had the most appropriate reaction to that. He's looking around, looking around, looking around and just throws up. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. yep, that is that is the most appropriate reaction you can have to that scene. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's so silly. And I love how sort of bonkers the ending gets where all the action, you know, speeds up a lot. You know, it they've got a very corny version of what teenagers sound like when they talk to each other. But I just thought it was really fun movie. And it's not good. And I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. But I was not bored. And I had a good time. So yeah, this movie has some <laughs> high highs. Don't get me wrong. All right. Any other thoughts before we uh, move on or everybody? No. Oh, I just wanted to say the house that they built for the old doctor house, you know, they actually blew that up at the end of the movie. Nice. Oh, nice. yeah. Because it was fake. I guess sometimes people go to see if they can find it, but it doesn't exist anymore. So, so that so that that le- the ending was all one take. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we've all given our reviews. I found one more review that I wanted to read to you from the Internet. This oh, one okay. comes from King Baby a year ago. 
Okay. Propanag Anda is no lahi matter. <laughs> Wait, what? Propanaganda is no lahi matter is the title. Bad CGI okay. on foony jokes and anti-Dr. Prague Anad turn an okay horror movie into a weapon of mass destruction. What is happening? Combing anti-liberal doctor sentiment and horror, this movie seeks to lie to the masses. So don't watch it. <laughs> if do, remember, it is lying. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. King Fuck. Baby has spoken. Okay. okay. <laughs> Anti-doctor propaganda. No, anti <laughs> Uh, liberal doctor sentiment. I think you're. Oh no! Yes. Oh, here we go. Anti doctor Proganad is what you're referring to. Yes. <laughs> Anti doctor Proganad. Everyone knows that that dwell turned an okay horror movie into a weepon of mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember. It is lying. <laughs> is this person trying to insinuate that there's some sort of liberal agenda in Doctor? Listen, Propaganda is no Lahim matter. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know what you're all locking about. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> all right, well that was fun. All right, again, Ariel. Now this is one that you had forever wanted to see. The dream has become a reality. How did it live up to the expectation? Do you feel like a chapter and a mystery has been solved? Chapter closed, mystery <laughs> solved. Where are you at with this? Yeah, I feel like a mystery has been solved. I don't think it lived up to my expectations because that screaming face on the cover, I was just like, oh, this movie is going to be amazing. And it's definitely not. But I had a lot of fun with it. So, okay. And I, I think I probably would have enjoyed it at that age, too. Okay. So now when it came out, there's probably a few more of these VHS covers oh, yeah. bouncing around in your brain. Does this experience make you want to explore more of those, or do you feel like just leaving the mystery is more compelling? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I had fun with these two, but the dentist was a real disappointment because right. that one came out. I think I was about 14. Mm. I don't know why I never rented it myself, but. I remember like asking to rent it a couple of times and not being allowed to. <laughs> and I always thought this was going to be so amazing because that cover is so compelling. Right. And it does not. The original yeah. clickbait <laughs> VHS right, covers. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, how many shitty movies have we seen because of the cover? Right, right. Yeah. That we rent just because of the cover alone. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a That's a good question. But I feel like two out of three isn't bad. You know, that's not bad odds. So I don't know. Maybe we'll do it again in a few years. All right. All, mm -hmm. right. All right. Sounds good. So anything else before you wrap it up and move on? No. Thanks for the slumber party, Ariel. That was fun. Aw. I, I wish we gotten to do it together. I think next time if we do this, we got to do it as a group watch. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. These would have been really fun as I think watches. probably because then the parts where I was kind of like, uh. Like, I would have been having you fun joking with you guys, gifts. and then I would have been yeah. like, Dr. Giggles is 10 giggles out of giggles. <laughs> um. <laughs> 10 giggles out of giggles. Does nobody put my hand in water overnight? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I do not you bra. to feel these eyeballs that are definitely not skinned grapes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out if Sarah is light as a feather and stiff as a board. Okay. Um, all right. For those of you at home, maybe this is a first watch for you. Maybe this is a millionth watch for you. Maybe I'm insane and this is like 
peak American cinema, and I just blew it. Drop us a line. Let us know. You can reach us at Rachel at ZombieGirls.com. That's G-R-R-L-Z.com. Or you can hit us up on our Facebook page, or you can follow us on Twitter at ZG Podcast. We have uh, rapidly become a good follow. I have to say, if you're not following us on Twitter and on Instagram at uh, ZG Podcasts, plural, you are missing out on some quality content. There's some, the meme game is strong, all kinds of stuff. You get to see pictures of cats. Who doesn't want that? So <laughs> give us a follow. And if you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight, check out our video on demand and streaming calendar over on the Zombie Girls website. We keep track of all the upcoming horror movies horror series adjacent kind of things there's a lot of streaming services out there so you definitely want to use this tool and uh if you want to get some cool new gear you know new season new you you want to be styling and profiling when you're, you should head over to zombiegirls.com forward slash merch and check out all of our cool t-shirts and if you love us and you want to support us and you're like gee I'd like there to be more content. I want more. I want to hang out with these cool get these cool cats and kittens. Then you should definitely sign up for our Patreon. Support us there. You get extended episodes with every episode on the network. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a little book you may have heard of called The Stepford Wives that I may or may not have finished reading. We'll find out. Anticipation. <laughs> um, the book I've been trying to get you guys to read, or the movie I've been trying to get you to read for like. Three years. That would be the one. Uh, Plus, you get an invite to our Discord. And trust me, you want an invite to the Discord. We've got a few new patrons. They have not signed up for the Discord. Are you crazy? Get on the Discord. Check your your messages. I sent you links. Join us. Join the conversation. It's fun. Um, Plus, there's cats. And there's cats. There's cats. So many cats. I mean, but even if you're not interested in cats, which I, I mean, you're crazy. But if you're not, we also talk about the movies we're watching and what we're reading that's horror related, games we're playing, and just chat most mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. So it's really fun. Definitely. Awesome. Okay, so that just leaves our streaming pick. I actually got one this week. Uh, it's awesome. in my. It was going to be in my what you watching, and I was like, "No, nah, dog, it's new on Shutter. Let's put it in there." So, has anybody seen the movie Jacob's Wife? No, not yet. No, no I not, not yet. Watch that yet? Okay, so this is a lot of it's fun. The, it stars. That's the new Barbara Crampton one. Yes, right? it's Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden, like having a freaking blast. It, Reminds me so much of like a throwback vampire movie, like a Fright Night style vampire movie. Okay, I'm yeah, sold. I think mm-hmm. you're going to like it. Done. <laughs> okay, so here's the synopsis. It's currently on Shutter, so you can check it out there. So Anne, married to a small town minister, Jacob, feels her life has been shrinking over the past 30 years. Encountering the master brings out a new sense of power and appetite to live bolder. However, the change comes with a heavy body count. And uh, it's just, if you like Barbara Crampton, she is unleashed in this. She is so great in this. She is feeling herself. She is getting her middle-aged zhuzh. I, I, it's, it's really, I love to see it. And there's something about her and Larry Fessenden. They just have great chemistry. They were really great in, um, I think it was called We're Still Here. Did anybody else see that? Where they played a married couple. Sounds familiar. Anyways, there. It, this it's tone. Was that the one with the cult family? I think so. Yeah, that's um, good. And he, yeah. So I would definitely recommend this. Like I said, for the Barbara Crampton of it all, seeing her get her like glow up because she's like a very mousy, like mousy minister's wife, and then she gets bit by the vampire and 
She brings the bombshell back, but also it's Ooh. surprisingly gory. Oh, oh, okay. There's a awesome. moment where a head comes off, and you are not ready for it, <laughs> <laughs> and it is splattery. <laughs> so I definitely recommend it. it. Does have my trope of like that I hate of people drinking like animal, um, like like a steak meat, which I, I hate that in movies. Oh, but yeah. other than that, I really enjoyed it. So check out Jacob's Wife. Okay. So let's tease what we're going to do on the next episode for those of uh, those of you at home who want to play along. Make sure to watch the movies before we watch them since you know we're going to spoil them. Matilda, you are taking the reins. What are we going to be watching on the next episode? Uh, so for the next episode, we're going to be watching one of my favorites from last year, which I think no one else on this cast has watched, which is Swallow. And we're also yeah. going to be watching the Natasha Leone, Chloe Sevigny, 2016 movie, Anti-Birth. I don't okay. even know how to describe that one, but <laughs> that's what we're watching. <laughs> we'll find out together. Okay. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Until then, who would like to take us out? Sure. All right, Ariel, take us out. All right, guys, thank you for taking this little trip down memory lane with us and watching these two movies. We hope you guys enjoyed them. And if you did, please let us know. I would love to hear what you guys thought of Dolls and Dr. Giggles. And uh, we'll be back next time. Bye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening and to all my co-hosts for waking up early every month just to talk about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly. Our theme song for the show is 80s Halloween Whore by Megan McDuffie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the extended episode. I am a robot that looks like Rachel, but with bigger boobs. And we're going to be talking about <laughs> Stepford Wives. <laughs> oh, spoilers for Stepford Wives. <laughs> All right. Who who programmed this one? Was it you, Sarah? No. No, actually, it was Matilda. It was Ariel. No, it was me. Ariel. It was, it was Ariel? me. All right, Ariel, <laughs> yeah. take it away. Let's talk Robo Broads. Yeah, so I was originally going to pick Valley of the Dolls, but then after we did the Polanski episode, this seemed to be a good fit. So, sorry or not sorry, depending on you like it. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, I mean, as a Virgo, I would never tell you if I didn't, because I'm just here to serve. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Um, should I do the stuff about the author? Or sure. Do Why don't you do the stuff first? about the yeah. author? Okay. okay. I learned a little bit about Ira Levin, who wrote Stepford Wives, so I will share that with you guys. It, unfortunately, is not nearly as interesting as V.C. Andrews' life. But I mean, I'm not what sure is? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> she is a V.C. Andrews novel. Like, you're not going <laughs> to read is. I mean, if he were a robot with big tits, that would be the like basically the equivalent. Who <laughs> 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 just loves to mop. Yep. Yep. Got All right. Out floor. <laughs> oh my goodness. So he grew up in New York and graduated from NYU with a degree in philosophy and English. Early in his career, he wrote scripts for radio and television, including one for the TV show Lights Out, which was a horror suspense show based on a radio show of the same name. Have you guys ever seen that one? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, it's pretty good. I... (laughs) Wait, because I'm actually an 80 year old woman. I also own CDs of the radio show. (laughs) 
I mean, at least they're CDs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can be a lot grimmer. <laughs> I, you know, you, I have some 45s of uh, <laughs> 78s of the. Yeah. Playing them on my Victrola. Right. I have those metal <laughs> tubes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after he did some of that, he wrote his first book, which was A Kiss Before Dying. It was published when he was still in his early 20s. And it won the 1954 Edgar Allan Poe Award for his best first novel. It was filmed twice, once in 1956 with Robert Wagner, and then again in 1991 with Matt That's Dillon. That's the one I've I did seen. Not I have only seen the other one. <laughs> surprise, surprise. This feels very, if you were going to encapsulate our, our vibes, <laughs> Mission accomplished, a sexy thriller from the 90s, fuck yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> so right after that, he wrote... Rosemary's Baby in 1967 and then of course was made into a movie later in life he seemed to have really mixed feelings about Rosemary's Baby so this I thought was interesting in an interview from 2002 with the LA Times he actually said quote I feel guilty that Rosemary's Baby led to the exorcist the omen a whole generation has been exposed has more belief in Satan I don't believe in Satan, and I feel that the strong fundamentalism we have would not be as strong if there hadn't been so many of these books. Oh, interesting. Of course, he added, I didn't send back any of the royalty checks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ira. I see you. <laughs> yeah. At least he's honest. Right, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so oddly enough, he himself is actually a Jewish atheist. Mm -hmm. But the idea that his book could have increased fundamentalism really bothered him in his later years. And he brought it up in multiple interviews that mm. I read. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who wants that as a side effect of your work? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so next he wrote This Perfect Day in 1970 before publishing The Stepford Wives in 1972. Um, Ira Levin told the LA Times that when he published The Stepford Wives... Okay, this also kind of blows my mind. He wasn't attempting any sort of social commentary. No. It lies. <laughs> I don't see how this is possible. Lies. He said he was just trying to write a good thriller. 